Welcome to News on Base. This is Dylan. This is Austin. What's up? It's a two for Tuesday. We haven't done one of these in a long time, it feels right. like. It has been a while, man. Um, so, um, see, Landon possibly may have caught COVID once again a while back ago, so he's been out, and I went on vacation, and Austin's moved, and it's just been all kinds of just crazy know, right? for the past couple of weeks. That's right. Um, but hey, we're back doing a small episode. Um, tonight's intro was brought to you by a s pretty new Squire Classic Vibe, um, 60s Strat, um, pretty awesome, uh, we'll talk more about that later, um, it's just in the sunburst with the, the, uh, Indian Laurel fretboard, and really like it, sounds pretty cool, sounds pretty great. <laughs> having foot issues Dude, massive cramp in my foot massive cramp oh in austin's God. foot right now oh. i can see the muscles doing crazy stuff it looks pretty gross Ooh. whoa okay. there he goes hey best foot forward best foot forward um yeah but this is um anyway the amp that we're going through is a shocking little amazing amp um i we totally recommended enough honestly it is a Vox Pathfinder R, and this one's from like 2006, around that area. Uh, I mean, just absolutely fantastic amp, and it, it, with all the reverb cranked and everything, I mean... Up. Let's go to that bridge. Incredibly light. The amp being a solid state amp, it is it's crazy how good it sounds. I mean, in the room, I mean, I know in the recording it doesn't sound awesome, but in the room it sounds pretty fantastic for what it is. A little eight-inch speaker in this thing. Um, like I said, 15 watts. The reverb is it's like not the best reverb. It's not like a super powerful like Fender reverb. It's more like a uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like barely there reverb. You notice it when you, when it's not there, you barely notice it when it's there. Yeah. <laughs> sitting, sitting and listening to it from far away is kind of a different experience than when you're standing right next to the speaker. I feel like it, stand, it, it, it sounds a little bit better the closer you are to it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But, um, dude, I love this amp. 
It's awesome. It's amazing. It's really it was like, cool. Was it a couple weeks ago when I brought that uh, the my box over the Valtronics? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I gotta say that this, I would take this over that for sure. I mean, honestly, I think for the money, um, when these things came out, they were just a real bargain. I mean, I remember these things. I remember when you could get these things in pawn shops for like fifty bucks because uh, you were just moving them. And now they became kind of collectible and people like them, and they've gone up. To, I've seen them going for like three, four hundred bucks. Uh, usually, though, if you find them, they're in the range of like two hundred dollars. Uh, so, uh, but I'll be honest with you, for two hundred bucks, it's a really good, solid sounding amp. And uh, for a home practice amp, I mean, it kind of beats the balls off some of the other ones that they put out now, like the AC4, which we talked about earlier. Um, AC4 with 12 inch speaker. Yeah, or the 10 inch speaker or one, or the six inch or eight inch speaker one that they got. There's a couple of AC4s that they have out that just don't match the tone of this thing, and they're tube, um, but they also just don't have the features either. It just has a really good tremolo on it. It's got good reverb, um, and I love the trim on it. Uh, if you can, Austin, if you can reach over there and kind of move the trim uh, knobs up to about uh, 12 o'clock on both. All right. Yep, just go straight up on both here. This is the trim. that the um the overdrive that it has is a little lackluster because it's a, sil a solid state overdrive but i do like it it sounds great i mean it i can't i can't get me mad at it it sounds really good um it sounds great with humbuckers too um just a killer little amp i recommend them to anybody um I mean, I really, truly love it. I, I love all the Pathfinders, though. And you can do the same mod to this one that I've done to my small Pathfinders, the little Pathfinder 10s. And whether or not I'm going to do that mod to this one, I don't know yet. I want to. Switching out the LEDs for more headroom. Yeah, just taking out the LEDs for more headroom. I've thought about doing it, but I really love the sound of it as is. I almost hate to do it because I feel like if I do it, am I going to be sacrificing something? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you like it the way it is, Leave it. Just leave it. If it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Yeah. If you're content with how that sounds right now, don't even mess with it. Yeah, that might be what I end up doing. Um, I mean, it's, um, I would get that, especially because it's more affordable and probably easier than finding your vintage box. Oh, most definitely easier. That definitely scratches that itch for me. Most definitely that. a lot easier than finding a Cambridge. Um, and Cambridges are great, but I mean, they're both solid state amps, and the Cambridge, honestly, I mean, it's a great amp, and yeah, it gets loud and everything, but I mean, you've heard the tone, we were jamming with it a minute ago, I mean, the tone don't lie, man, I mean, it, it, it really has that box sound, and, and a solid state package, and it's small, it's easy to carry, it's, it's it, it got over drums a minute ago, just fine, um, which is shocking, because it's only 15 watts, but, I mean, it's, does it's it have an, Does it have an attenuator? No, 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 it's just straight up 15 watts. And um, it does have line out in the back. It's got a speaker out. Now, you can actually put this thing through a 12-inch speaker. Mm. And it sounds freaking killer. I've, I've actually used to run it through these telephone speakers that I have in here um, in the room. And um, it, sounds, it sounds great. Yeah. I used to run them both in stereo in, into it. And so I had this cool 212 stereo you know, thing with the Pathfinder. And it did sound great, man. It filled the room great. And... Um, yeah, I haven't done that yet because I actually have these plugged into our PA system. Now, 
But, I mean, it's just a really cool, neat, neato amp uh, to get into if you guys were looking. Uh, you can actually watch the JHS video, um, the Solid State Amps Suck video that he did. And it's one of the first ones he does in that video where he talks about Vox Solid State. And he says, Vox Solid State's got to suck. And then he plays through it. And it sounds incredible the way he plays through it. And um, it's it's just a great amp. And there's a lot of mods you can do to them. You can do a reverb mod. You can do a trim mod. You can do the overdrive mod. You can put a speaker, different speaker in it. And speaker mods you can do to them. Um, a really cool blank canvas for a Vox amp. And... At a really affordable price and it's got the exact vox look you're looking for brown grill cloth uh with the diamond you know you know all that stuff and it's got the gold piping around the cab just like the classic ones do um real vox handle real chicken head knobs i mean it's got all the everything you want in a vox is there it ain't no uh metal grill or anything like that it don't you know it looks the part um so everything you want and more and more and uh super rad i can't what I love about this is just the fact that it has this natural tone and sound. Yeah. And, I mean, minus the, uh, the Fender Deluxe Reverb. Yeah, but we, we didn't have... have that on the whole time. Yeah. It's not even on. Uh, we, we have a reverb pedal plugged into it to give it some more reverb. If you want to hit that for me real quick. This is with a lot of reverb. I hear a lot of static in that. Yeah, me too. Man, it's just pretty cool, man. Um, yeah, but that that one pedal is the only one hooked up to it. Yeah, but I just do that for kind of a lo-fi reverby sounds. Yeah, it's one of those amps you could just not. You don't have to. Yeah, you want to screw around with it. I mean, it. I would maybe put my buying in front of it just to see what that would sound like. Yeah, buying probably sound pretty cool. I mean, it's just not a whole lot you gotta really do to this one. It's it's just great. But uh, I I used the treble booster through it uh, this morning actually. And it's, I, I thought that sounded cool. I thought Which that, one? Your full tone? Yeah, the full tone treble booster. Uh, the Ranger treble booster. I thought it sounded really great. Um, it gave it kind of that raspy like AC thirty kind of sound and. Uh, it was neat. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just it handles everything really good. I'm I'm really shocked. Um, it's been fun. It's been fun. I don't think I'm gonna give it back. My dad's been using it, like I said. Uh, I I don't know if I'm gonna give it back or not. I might swap them out with a Fender amp that I'm not using. So, but um, but yeah, man, that's what's new. Um, you know, just jamming on these things. Um, uh, just recently fixed DJ Mike's Breed Love. I've been telling you about that. That's right. Uh, lowered the action on that. Now, guys, if you get a Breedlove acoustic and it's got incredibly high action, this is what I found out about this one. Um, from the factory, they had adjusted the truss rod to where it was as tight as it would go. Completely super tight. And I had to loosen it. And I, I must have done, like normally with the truss rod adjustment, you might do like a half a turn. Maybe a little bit more than a half a turn just to get like enough adjustment. I might have done 35, 40 turns on this thing before it finally adjusted the neck and got to a point that it would actually get back to normal. And I got the neck straight on it. And that helped with the action a little bit. But the big problem was the bridge saddle. Now, with this one, I thought it was going to be a challenge to get the bridge saddle out. Popped right out, no problem. Uh, pull the bridge saddle out. Now you have to sand these bridge saddles down. I recommend like a grinder or something like that. But you've got to really 
you you gotta put your elbow into it. You gotta put some work into it because you sand for a little while, you string it up, see if it's where you want it. If it ain't, take it off, do it all over again. And that's so bizarre that it came that way from the factory. Are you sure it was the highest? That was the highest. Why would they do something like that? I don't know. I mean, you remember seeing the bridge settle and how high it was. I mean, it was a good like centimeter and a half off the actual bridge itself. Do you know where um, it, you know where it shipped from? Did I, I think it was a Chinese made breed love. I don't know, but I, I really don't. I wish I did know. It's I'm one of the cheaper to, I'm ones. I'm trying to figure out why they would do something like that. I don't know. It's one of the cheaper ones, like I said, and I, I really I I'm be honest with you, I really have no idea. But it it took all I could do to get that bridge saddle to, to the right spot that I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then I had to they had some I realized that I think they did that on purpose because their fret work was a little shoddy. So I did some fret work to it. Got the frets all leveled out, crowned them and everything, cleaned them and polished them. I polished the fretboard. Then I worked a little bit on the nut because when the nut slice was a little wide, worked on that a little bit. And then he had his tuner keys. He kept eating my strings. So uh, I went through three packs of strings on this thing. Now what I have is I have these little nut files that are, I have this one that's real like, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, if you stab somebody with it, it hurt like a motherfucker. But, um, so, anyway, I have this one nut file, and I used it on the actual tuning key, just to get the tuning key to be not as sharp, because it was so incredibly sharp, it was just cutting up my strings, man. Um, so, but after I got all that said and done, um, it made it worth it, I mean, it was a super playable guitar, um, more playable than some of the ones I have in the room now, um, action was good on it, I like everything about it. It's just, man, that right out of the box, it, it needed that much work to it. It made me like question Breed Love and their your guitars and, and really what you're getting for the money. Because I think that thing new is around 450 bucks, something like that. Didn't he, he got a deal on that, though, didn't he? He did. It was like the third one he got, too. That's right. Like, he, he had sent a few back because uh, they all had some kind of finished flaw or something. Um, so that's another red flag right there. If you're buying from a company that you constantly have some kind of major flaw into where it's like a noticeable flaw. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't buy from my company anymore. No Just go ahead and drop it. I don't know. But um That was the third one? I think. It was like the second or third one he's had, but um and within months of each other that all were bad. Um and then they, they literally built that one and sent it to him. They were like, We're gonna send you a brand spanking new one. And that's why he, he got an email and they sent him that one. Uh, he said he's gonna email them back about how shoddy their work is, which is fun. Um, but yeah, it, that's kind of work though. The thing about it is, is like you buy a guitar for four hundred bucks, and then you take it to somewhere like Guitar Center or like a local luthier to have all that work done to it. You done put in 100, another hundred fifty, two hundred dollars of work just to get it playable the way you want it. That's just a lot of money. Um, so would I buy a cheap breed love? Probably not. Definitely put a sour taste in my mouth for that. Yeah, man. I don't. Uh, I don't think I'd ever, ever go on get one. But um, you know, like I was telling you, I was out delivering, and there was a there was a guy that was playing just outside of his apartment complex, and I noticed it, and it was a breed love. Yeah. So of course, immediately I thought about Mike. You know. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to him I was like, "Yeah, man, you play." He's like, "Yeah, man, I've been playing for years and years." And, and uh, I mean, it sounded good. That particular breed love sounded good. So I don't. I don't know if maybe, you know. Maybe maybe Mike got like a beginner, maybe. Uh, I, I know or maybe it was a B stock. I know that's one of the more like budget models, but I don't, I don't know if it was the cheapest one. I to be honest with you, I'm not 
I'm not up on their gear enough to know. I'm, I'm not a big Breedlove fan myself. That you mean they're... I'm not going to say they're a lesser brand, because, I mean, they got really good stuff. I know they do. They have Jeff Bridges has a Breedlove model, which is strange. That's pretty strange. But, um, but I just, I don't know. I'm just not super into them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, teach your own and just, you know, words of the wise. If you're looking at these Breedloves, you might not want to look at the $400 model. You might want to go ahead and at least go to a store and play one and see if it's was, playable yeah, before you actually say, buy definitely it. Definitely play one before you buy one. Yeah, that's, um, you know, buyer beware. Be sure to play one first. Um, but, yeah. Other than that, though, man, um, I haven't really been playing much either because I've been on vacation, and right. like I said, and you've been moving, so we haven't really been able to play any uh, at all, man. I've been wanting to. Um, with all this talk of Fender um, doing their, they're being in that lawsuit and having their um, their layoffs, I think the last time I read, they laid off over 600 people. Wow. Which I didn't realize they had that many employees to begin with. I'm kind of shocked. I think it was from the Mexico uh, company and from like the American branch, but I don't know where else. And um, and like I said, I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I've read is that it has been that many. But um, I have found some crazy good deals on Squires recently and Fenders. I mean, they got the Player Series right now. Uh, that was originally I've seen them for like eight forty nine or something like that around like the nine hundred range. I've seen those for like five hundred bucks right now, which is killer. It's like three hundred dollars off, and they're super good, really nice playing Mexican made guitars. They're just oh man, I mean just out of this world. I saw a uh, a Fiesta Red Player Series Strat, um, three hundred fifty bucks, Fender. Not Squire, Fender. And man, I, I'll be honest with you, dude. That is all I could do not to buy it. I mean, I already have a Fiesta Red Strat. So I was like, I can't do that. But, um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm stratted out. I mean, I this thing here, this, uh, this classic vibe, I'll be honest with you, I wanted it so I could have another three tone sunburst to go along with the three tone sunburst I already have, which sounds crazy. But I, I have a Fender and I like it, but to me, there's something about it to where it's, it's just a little dead to me now. You know what I mean? Like, I think the, the action's a little off, the frets are a little off, and it, I don't want to put all the work into it to make it much better. I'd like it the way it is, and I don't want to change it. I don't want to lose the magic of it. At the same time, I still want that Sunburst Strat, and I wanted it, a vibe to it. And I already have the other classic, but I got the 50s, I got the 70s, so it's natural for me to discover the 60s. Right. Got this thing off a of reverb, literally under $200, with shipping and handling everything. And brand new. It sent it to me brand new. It was in the box. Brand new. Stickers all over it and everything. Just brand spanking new. Um, and I gotta say, dude, I'm really impressed. It's so light. It's the one of the lightest strats I've held. I'm, I'm kind of shocked how light it is. And um, the tone of it's very airy. And If you don't mind turning that yeah. uh, trim off, I'm sorry. The tone of it's just very, like, uh... It's very strat. I mean, it's... It's very expressive. I read that um, they, the Fender pickups that they've done. Okay, so there was the Seymour Duncan's, or uh, the Duncan design pickups in the uh, Vintage Modified series. And the Classic Vibes also had them for a little while. But then they scrapped that whole line. They started putting their Fender design pickups in them. Mm -hmm. Well, I read this thing about it, how the Squire people really actually 
went into those pickups and they voiced them to sound like each era. So the 50s one I was playing in, I noticed it's actually hotter. It's actually a lot hotter pickups on the 50s one. Now it does also have a maple uh, fretboard, which sometimes gives a little bit more of a raspy tone, a little bit more right. of power. But um, I will say though, it is a different sound, dude. I mean, it is a totally different sound. The 70s one, it has a lot of mid-range and a lot of low end to it. You remember the white one? Right. How much low end oh, yeah, yeah. that one has, it's just, it's thick. It's a so, thick sounding strap. And this one's very, very bright and kind of, I mean, almost acoustic-y. like a 60 strat it has that kind of like really just i mean just clean 60s tones and then you can really get that like it, it really gives you everything you're wanting out of it um i, I love these classic bob series guitars i love the neck on it i mean the fretboard i dig um i will say they didn't they didn't polish the frets great. It's got a little bit of a gritty feel to them, but um, I don't really mind it. Um, the finish is really cool. I will say this, though. The pictures lie. If you're looking at the three-tone sunburst, they don't look like they do in the pictures. They are dark, dark three-tone sunburst. Um, that does not look like a standard Fender sunburst at all. It is very dark. Mm -hmm. This guitar is practically black. I mean... You have very little sunburst yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Um, so the pictures give it, did not give it justice at all. It is a very dark colored guitar. Um, so I'm a little bit bummed about that because I was, when you look at the pictures, it's a very light, like yellowy looking sunburst. So you're expecting mm -hmm. it to be kind of bright. I mean, it almost resembles my Hoffner in the pictures of how like yellowy the sunburst is. And then you get it and it's, it's dark. I mean, it's. Huh. <laughs> It's barely a three-color sunburst at all. It's just can't trust the pictures, man. Man, you really can't. I mean, that goes to show there. Um, and I had I ran into that same problem with the uh, the Jaguar when I bought it. The pictures make it look a lot brighter too. So when you're seeing the pictures, you're looking at it you're like, man, that looks just like a '70s one. And then you get it, and it looks it looks dark and right. weird, and it doesn't look right. The the colors is off. So um, out of the uh, out of the '50s, the '60s, and the '70s style, which one do you kind of cling to? I'll be honest with you, the one I've liked the most is still the Fiesta Red 50s one. I mean, I think for the money, that thing is maybe one of the best strats you can buy for the money. I mean, honestly, like, hands down, everything about it right out of the box, the setup on it was perfect. The pickups on it sound so good, crisp, big, bright, like, gainy pickups. It's just really, like, it has that uh, Mark Knopfler kind of sound, the Dire Straits kind of sound to it, and it's just, it. And again, these are both Indonesian made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and man, I, I I can't say enough about those two. They're awesome. I will say that the uh, the seventies one, I love it. Um, it is so different in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. in a lot of weird ways. And that that was the only one I bought that was used uh, because the color was hard to find. I, I want that white, that just straight up Olympic white, right? Not the vintage yeah. white, not the Olympic. not the see through white. I yeah. wanted that Olympic white that bright white and uh when i finally got it um i love it it's a great guitar and and it's actually an older model it's actually part of the vintage modified series it's not part of the classic bob series and it has the rosewood fretboard um 
and I love it. It's a great guitar. It's pretty cool, um, man. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, once again, I recommend all those classic Bob series ones. But if you're looking online, if you're looking on Reverb, check out this one store called Pro Audio Star. Man, they got some good deals on stuff right now. Worth looking into. Um, and like I said, that one there, he's picking up the 70s one now. It's got the Seymour Duncan designed pickups in it. And uh, it's just. Oh, a, that's right. I forgot all about that. Duncan I forgot designs. this one had the Duncan design. Yeah. And it has a totally different tone to it, man. Yeah. Um, yep. Totally different. I remember this one now. Yeah. Um, cool guitars, though. Um, Crazy. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's just wild. You gotta love those. 70 style. Oh, the big headstock, head super fun. Everything about that guitar, man. I mean, they're just, they're, they're wicked, man. Totally worth it. I will say, I, although, you know, talking about this, you know, the Strat, I love the Strat paired with that box, but, you know, you were playing that Telly earlier with the humbuckers in it. I thought it sounded phenomenal. I thought that yeah. paired very nicely. The, the humbuckers through that little box do sound good. I'll plug up some humbuckers here so I can hear it. I mean, they really, they really make it sing, man. It's, they really do. It's insane. It's like peanut butter and jelly, man. Yeah, man. Sorry for the buzz, everybody. Yep. Swapping out guitars. Swapping them out. Alright, so I just put up my Godin Dorchester. Could be a little out of tune, I'm sorry. So, this is at the, uh, this is the bridge humbucker. <laughs> that guitar alone it's, it's still a standalone guitar yeah it's a weird guitar it's the lace aluminum humbuckers which have a really unique tone to them themselves yeah. but yeah. uh a really neat humbucker sound a really thick humbucker sound oh, and sure. um, yeah no denying that yeah and um it's it's a fun guitar um and it's honestly it's just the closest one to me that has humbuckers in it yeah but, uh, i know that's <laughs> but uh I, I dig it man um it sounds great um Oh, man, these Pathfinders are just freaking rad. I wish well, that they, box uh, would bring them back. I thought you said they did. No. Or this was the one that they had. No. Back. No, no. They didn't bring back any of these oh, things. Oh, that's, the, that the, that's the newer Cambridge? No, that one there. I have a 210 Cambridge Reverb. That's that one's also from the early 2000s. They didn't they didn't reissue that one. Now, they, have, they do have a Cambridge 50 out, is what it's called. Um, and it is, it's like your Valvetron example, it has a lot of different sounds built into it, it's a 12 inch speaker, it's 50 watts, 
they actually sound phenomenal. They sound super good. In fact, I've watched videos of guys who bought these Boss Katana amps, and that you know, cause that's oh, you mentioned those before. I yeah, the, the Boss that. Katanas have been like the new like recording amp. Like people are buying them because they sound great, mm -hmm. and they have basically Boss effects built into them, and I love that. They got a lot of features to plug into, really? like with like you know your audio interfaces and stuff. So people love that. Well, Vox was like, screw you, we can make the same thing. So we can do it with Vox and make it better. And they did. And it's awesome. The only issue I have with this Vox Cambridge 50 is that they look so crappy. They, I mean, they've really just, they made a really cool sounding amp. And, a, you know, with a lot of power. But they put it in just a black box, man. I mean, the thing is just nothing special about it. I'm not talking about the one I have. I'm talking about a different one. But, oh. Uh, yeah, this, okay, I was gonna say, man, that looks pretty good. What are you talking yeah, about? the one I have looks cool. It looks like a like a real Vox, but the the new one, the Vox Fifties, it's just got a black grill, no none of the uh, diamond grill cloth or anything like that. The logo is just a silver Vox logo. There's no piping around it. There's nothing like that. There's nothing to really make it look like a Vox. It just looks like a just a basic mm -hmm. bland amp. To me, I like the Vox aesthetic. I don't want. If I'm gonna buy a Vox, I want it to look like a Vox. That's just me. It's like a Fender amp. You want a Fender amp to look like a Fender amp. I Fenders put out amps in the past that did not do well, and it's because they should have just made them look like a Fender amp. Right. You know, like um, they made that the Bassman series um, that came out. I don't know. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Bass Breakers. Uh, they came out like a few years ago. They had like the 007 model, and they had you know just things like that. And they they went for like a a gray tweed look on the outside and it looked kind of like a fender deville mm -hmm. uh but people didn't like them because they're like that don't look like fender and they were made to sound like a marshall like a cross between a marshall and a fender amp but people didn't like them and so they just dropped that whole line fender made an amp called the machete i don't know if anybody remembers that one it looked crazy it had like racing stripes for like oh, really? like the like the grill cloth and everything it was really strange looking um didn't do well they dropped it to uh, the Cyber Deluxe series, you know, be it. It does have the um, the Fender grill and the nameplate and everything. It still had that weird, like, digital screen on it that nobody mm -hmm. wanted either. Mm -hmm. um, the Mustang amps, they had that weird uh, shape to the, the cab that nobody liked. I mean, they've made a bunch of mistakes, right. you know? Oh, yeah. And they always, if they would just stick to just the standard Fender look, because that's what's classic, they'd sell more. Um, and the same goes for Vox. If Vox would just stick that classic Vox look, that classic Vox vibe, then they would sell more. I mean, they could literally put whatever kind of head they want to into one of their standard classic Vox cabs. I think people would still buy it if it looked like a classic Vox. I will say this, that of all the Vox amps I've, I've been able to play that you have over here, yeah, I love the vintage Cambridge the look, I love the knobs. I think that's my favorite style when it comes to like a box. Yeah, the vintage stuff is just out of this world awesome. And it, it does sound great. And I love that amp. It's I don't play through it enough because honestly, I'm, I'm like saving it. I know. You know? It's yeah, like, you it's like, yeah. It's like a fine, it. It's like a fine wine. Like I break mm -hmm. it out on special occasions. Right. And I'm right. like, oh, I love this thing. Yeah. Break it out on special occasions, have a cigar. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then I just put it back in storage. That's know? right. I love that amp. Super cool. But and that's why I love... Um, your new uh, the Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Yeah, the Pathfinder because has it that really, classic it really gets It really gets very close, mm -hmm. I think. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, tone-wise, it, it gets pretty darn close to Cambridge. 
I will say the Cambridge, the reverb on that thing is just killer. Oh, it's yeah. super lush well, for, and yeah, thick. Yeah. The tremolo is super lush and thick. But in terms of just catching that essence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what I'll be on the lookout for if I ever want to get anything close to that Not and not be worried about it. Yeah. You, transistors or anything And like it, that. if you want it to get even closer with the Pathfinder R, if you buy one and you put, like, I've heard people putting the um, the 10-inch Raging Cajun speakers and stuff like that. Oh, really? I've heard people putting those in them and saying that it just totally just opens them up. Just really? makes them, like, worlds different, worlds better. Now, I did put a Cajun in mine, mm-hmm. in my Babatronic. And it sounded great. I thought that thing, when you brought it over here, I was totally impressed by it. Sound. I thought that thing sounded just freaking amazing. Yeah. So, I can only imagine putting one of those kind of speakers in this thing. I bet that would just... Probably kill it. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I do love the speaker that's in it. I think it sounds really cool. I, I I I like keeping stuff stock in that in that kind of sense. But um but yeah, I mean I don't know, man. If I had another one I probably would do that. Now, they actually had another one, just a Pathfinder fifteen mm-hmm. that did not have the reverb built in it. It just had tremolo in it. Now that one has a little bit of a different tone. Um and that's the it's debatable. People have always been like, nah, nah, it doesn't. It does. It really does. Something about having that reverb in there, it's just, there's something about that, that, that little bit extra bit of reverb just makes it totally different. But it isn't the reverb that makes it different. It is like the overdrive in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just different. It's not as much gain on those as it is on this one. The 15R seems to be a lot gainier. Um, and I don't know what, I don't know if it's just the circuit or what it is or if they put too many LEDs in there to for it to go through and that's how the clipping just works i don't know uh all i know is i had a chance to buy one once and i passed up on it i wish i wouldn't have because uh, they're harder to find too hmm. um but they have made a lot of versions of the pathfinder r which is cool they have a there was a two eight model where they put two eights in a speaker cab and it had a little head that sat on top which is cool uh they had a uh four eight speaker cab a so, 4.8 speaker cab. Yeah, it looked like it looked like a little 412 cab. That's what it looked like. That's it, cool. it looks super cool. And then you got the little tiny head on top. And it looks rad as all get out, man. And they're very rare and hard to find. Uh and there was a two ten model. They made a two ten box Pathfinder R. Was it set up like Yeah, the head is the head from this one, except it has a Vox two ten cab. Like a, a cab. And then you have the little head to sit on top of it. And they they look so cool and like fun. Mm-hmm. I, I've it'd played be, through. Know, it'd be cool. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, it'd no, be no. cool if they like redid that line. Yeah. And then and then did like homage to the Super Mini Beetle. I know. I know. That I mean, would be dope. The thing I want to do is actually I want to plug that Mini Beetle cab into this. That's thing. what I was gonna say earlier. You know what? You want to mess yeah, with it real quick? It. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm gonna pause this. We're gonna plug that Mini Beetle cab into this thing, and we're gonna see what it sounds like. Let's just. Yeah. Let's see what this thing. Let's sounds screw like. around with yeah. this. Let's see what a 10 inch speaker sounds like through it. I'm going to pause this real quick and be right back. Okay, we're back. I just plugged up the uh, the cab. Now we've got the Mini Super Beetle cab plugged into the Pathfinder R. Um, the volume is only like at 3 on this thing. Um, it's a 10-inch speaker rated at 50 watts in the, in the Mini Super Beetle uh, cab, which is cool. Uh, and it's an open-back cab with a 10-inch speaker. Now... The common mod you can do to these Pathfinder R's is put a 10-inch speaker into them. So let's hear what a Pathfinder R with a 10-inch speaker sounds like. Here we go. We're still playing through the Dorchester. You know what, man? Let me, uh, let me pop in that, uh, Strat. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's hear some singles. 
I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna get this other one up. Yeah. I mean, it's got that solid state buzz, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Alright. So, we got a strat. how much I like it it sounds pretty good I mean I have to can't agree. lie yeah. I dig it and that's a Vox speaker still so I mean there you go man I mean is that's it, is it the same speaker that was in that would be in that one no it's, it's totally I mean the, the uh, Pathfinder has a little 8 inch speaker in it well I mean the same brand oh like, yeah I mean it's yeah. still a Vox, still a Vox um, standard a Vox Bulldog speaker okay. Vox Bulldog loudspeaker so yeah it's the same same build of speaker, it's right, just a right. different size, obviously. And, so, and a lot more water. So. I mean, honestly, it does open it up a lot. It gives it a lot more... Um... You think it's a little too much? No. No? I know, I kind of dig it. I really do. Um, yeah, I can deal with that. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Uh Neat experiment. I, I didn't even yeah, really think about sure. doing that until just now, and mm -hmm. I really dig it. Um, so there you go, man. I mean, totally worth it, man. If you can find one, shoot for it, man. Shoot for the stars, man. I mean, you can, like I said, you can still find them relatively cheap if you look around. I will say, since it was a practice amp, most of the time you find them kind of beat up. Really? But it doesn't kind of it kind of doesn't distract me away from them. Uh, I think they're still totally worth it and and really killer amps and. Uh, like I said, if you can find one, sometimes you can find them that's already had the mods done to them, and you find them a lot cheaper that way. Uh, people don't sell them full price if they've done modded them. I don't know if I would go for a modded one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the sound of just the basic sounds pretty good. I mean, it, I'm not I'm not mad about it. I think it gives it a lot more low end. I might just like the eight inch. I kind of dig the sound. I mean, uh, something I about there's... something about this weird transistorized mm -hmm. eight inch speaker that yeah. just has a charm to it. It has its own vibe. It has yeah. its own sound. And uh, yep, I feel I like know, it, man. It, it fills up the space just enough. Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, let's uh, let's hear what that sounds like again. 
So this is just straight Pathfinder speaker. I think I prefer that because I feel like it just tightens it up just enough. It does you know have I mean? like a tighter tone. It has like a yeah, like a different vibe. I, yeah. I don't know, man. If I was gonna do it, I'd go straight stock. Just straight stock. It's a great amp. I would I would play that. I would not hook any pedals up to it. The only pedal I would probably hook up to that would be the Biang. Just to see how it, can we hook it up? Yeah, we can we, try the Biang. I would just like I'd be interested just to see what kind of flavor that adds to it, just in terms of the reverb. I oh, do that, love yeah, quick. I do love your. Uh, your Fender 65 Deluxe Reverb amp pedal, but I want to see the buying, man. Buying is always coming in clutch for me. Yeah, that buying uh, baby it's, boom yeah. tri reverb yeah. the RV10. I don't even know if this thing's got battery, but we're gonna try it out. Let's see. I think it's my favorite reverb pedal, man. Mine does this weird light flashing thing. I don't know why. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, huh. it's got some kind of weird issue. Put some miles on it, huh? I guess, I don't know. I don't know if it's a battery dying in it that's making it do that. I bet you that's what it is. What? I have no idea. So, that's this clean tone with a little bit of amp reverb. Let's hear the buying.
you don't have to go more expensive. More expensive is not always better. The setup that you're playing through right now, I mean, you got that guitar for how much? This particular Squire came in mm -hmm. under $200. Under $200 I don't want to say an exact price. Right. I mean, I had to haggle it down. I didn't just buy it that price. Right. I had to haggle right. it down. But uh, the fact is, it is a brand new one. Well, I, I will, got I will, right now. Well, I'll say, even, even if you're going to start playing guitar for the first time or if you've thought about it, getting in and finding something like that for that price is yeah. pretty phenomenal. Ultimately, if you do your homework and you shop around and you don't mind haggling with people, yeah. you can get this whole get up, yeah. this whole entire setup for under $300. unbelievable. <laughs> because that is, dude, if you're, even if you're intermediate or professional or whatever, dude, this is a killer setup. There's not many things that sound Dead, at least we got uh, a little bit of it. Yeah, I got a little bit of it. Got to, got to at least try it. Um, no, but isn't that crazy though? For what you get for for this right here? Yeah, man. It's pretty amazing. I think in, in everything that we've done in terms of episodes and everything, I think this probably takes a cake on a introductory. You can find this. You can oh get it, yeah. You know oh yeah. Mean? For sure. Dude. Like if you can make a kit to sell, this would be. A kit right oh yeah, this is definitely one of the like top ten like sounding like everything. Yeah under the sun things that I've, I've had so hold on one second I'm trying to hook up something else here sorry for all the buzzing okay so I just pointed up my guild starfire one okay I wanted to hear let's say about like some legit humbuckers through a hollow box Sound like so. We got some cracking on the cable here. But uh, this is a legit hollow body with humbuckers. Let's go to straight bridge pickup. Let's go to that middle position. Good. 
Let's do the highest setting on it. This is just a straight treble booster. That kind of gives you that like AC30 sound if you really want it. Yeah. Now this pedal is actually more expensive than that amp is. Believe it or not, folks. <laughs> Single coil action. This is single coil hollow body tones. Sounds pretty great. Let's go to middle position single coils. Do the neck humbucker, just by itself. Really makes me have much more respect for that guitar after hearing that. These guilds are amazing, worth the money as well. Oh, for um, sure, hands down. Super cool guitar. Yeah. Is it also Indonesian made? Oh, it is. Indonesian yeah, made. another Indonesian go, guitar. Go figure. Um, and it, I mean, honestly, for the money, uh, these range you can get these used around four hundred bucks. And I recommend if you're looking for an actual hollow body, do the Starfire One. They sound great. I have a Epiphone Casino in here, which everybody kind of when they're thinking hollow body, hollow body. Mm -hmm. Everybody flocks straight toward the casino because they say, oh, I want that hollow body Beatles tone. Mm -hmm. That is not the tone you're going to get with a casino. Okay? <laughs> no way, dude. So stop. No. This is the tone that you're looking for. Or this tone. So you get that. You want that, like, really chimey Beatles This guitar, this guitar does that. It's something about that single coil tone that you can get out of it, and also the humbucker tones. I mean, it just it gives you everything. Um, and through this amp, killer combo, man. Just yeah. rad, rad combo. That's no pedal with pedal. find something down that path. Man, you really can't beat it, man. You no, really you really can't. can't. That's my favorite. I think that's my favorite combo. Now let's get even weirder. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. So you've heard that thing now for a while. Okay. You know what it sounds like. You get it. You understand the tones. You understand. Okay. Now, 
This one, this is a Pathfinder 10. Okay? Now this thing, also solid state, with like a 6 inch speaker in it with like, it says it's 10 watts, probably more like 5. Um, so this thing, I have modded, okay, to give it more of a, um, oh, this is the one you modded. This is the one I've okay. modded, and it gives it more of an open tone. Okay. Now this is no effects. I'm going to make some tones right here on this thing. Okay, there we go. No effects at all. You think they'll ever reissue that? No! Why not? Because! 
Why would they? They have such a huge product line as it is, of a whole bunch of junk that nobody really buys. Like they if have. You to, wanna, if you want to talk about a crown jewel for a budget line for box, that's, that's it, it, dude. That's it. I mean, it's it's freaking sick. Yeah, all day, dude. I could play on that and maybe just use my buying if I want reverb. The trim low is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean the, I mean it's just beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. For every kind of tone I could possibly want, I would use that. Yeah. Yep. Now here's, okay, here's one other little catch before it's oh, in yeah. the night. Okay, so I've had it on overdrive mode the whole night. I want you to hear what it sounds like, just clean tone okay. with no overdrive. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a lame duck in that yeah. Takes away a lot of the magic, yeah. but you can get clean. It gets really clean. Changing volume, this is how loud it is. It's too loud. Yeah, it's too much power. Yeah. Um, so you have to dial back that that volume when you go into game mode. Because it's a lot so of power. Okay, so then in that case, I do wonder if you did the mod, would that would that kind of help with that? If you no, to... it's still going to be a lot of power. It's not at all. Not at all. In fact, if you do the mod, be ready for a lot more power. It opens it up to even more the power. The exact opposite of what yeah, I Yeah, I mean, you're talking like speaker-blowing power out of this little booger. So, uh, it's not worth doing that mod if you're, yeah. if you're planning on, like, kicking on a pedal in the middle of it. If you're expecting it to not have that drive, yeah. it's going to have more. It's, it's going to be more. powerful. Well, this will help. No, um, no, it won't. This is how cheesy the drive gets though. Uh, this is another complaint that you see. You can hear how much buzz it has right off the bat when you turn the drive all the way up. But uh, it has a very cheesy. Pathfinder 15R. Look them up on Reverb. 
Look them up on eBay. Go to your local pawn shops. Look for these suckers. Barter. Haggle. Harder to find, but worth finding. Um, we're going to try to do another episode possibly next week. We're going to maybe get Landon back in here. Uh, but this has been Who's on Base. Hope you've enjoyed. Hope it's been something for you. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Goodbye!